The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Saturday, June 24th edition. Hope everybody's having a good start to their weekend and ready for some more action. We have a seven-game early, seven-game evening slate. Quick look at the weather. Um, Oakland at the White Sox, wind blowing out hard to center field with two gas cans on the mound. That should be fun in that one. Then again, yesterday should have been fun in that one, and it wasn't. So you never know with baseball, do you? Reds at Nationals, wind blowing across, temperatures in the high 80s, decent hitting environment in that one. Chances of rain, as always, in Atlanta, but looks like it shouldn't be too bad. Minnesota at Cleveland, wind blowing out slightly to right field in that one. Going to your Mets-Giants, winds blowing out hard to left center. To the evening, Angels, Red Sox, wind blowing out hard to right. Good hitting environment there, warm weather. Uh, da, 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 da. After that, not much else on the slate. It's a pretty simple, pretty light weather day as a whole, which we love. That's nice for once. Let's look at your totals on the day because, as always, we have more offense, especially in the early slate. The early slate pitching is dreadful. The night slate, we got four aces on the mound. But the day slate, we got Rangers, Yankees, which is not on your day slate action. I believe you have to play all day for that. Um, it's at 11. That's insane. Not Coors Field, Yankee Stadium, 11. A's, White Sox, which we talked about. That's a 10. Gossip versus Shields. You got Jays, Royals at 9. Reds, Nationals, 9.5. Brewers, Braves, 9.5. Twins, Indians, 9.5. Cubs, Marlins, 9. Orioles, Rays, 9. So there you have it. Your day slate has nothing lower than a 9. That's how hard pitching is going to be to figure out. I'm just throwing it out there right now. I know you guys might be frustrated with the pitching, but I'm just as frustrated. It's it's like throwing darts half the time right now. It's getting pretty rough. Um, you just got to go with what you got, and if they don't perform, they don't perform. There's nothing you can do about it. Going to the evening, you got Mets at Giants, uh, 7.5. That's a good one there. Angels, Red Sox, 10, which is crazy. Ramirez and Price. Pirates, Cardinals, 8.5. Astros, Mariners, 9. Phillies, D-backs, 9.5. Tigers, Padres, 8.5. And, and Rockies, Dodgers, 7. That's a great one. If you like pitching, Chatwood versus Kershaw on paper looks outstanding. That's pitching porn to some of those that enjoy baseball without just, you know, consistent offense and bad defense. That is what baseball is supposed to be, that, that, that night game right there. Uh, let's check out your seven-game early slate. Top of the board on the pitching front. Corey Kluber, 12-6, at home against the Minnesota Twins. I mentioned it pretty much every time he pitches. He has been amazing since coming off the deal. Like, amazing might be understating what this guy's done. In four starts since his return, 35-7, 22-1, 28-2. In his last time out, a nine-inning, three-hit shutout with 11 strikeouts on only 108 pitches at 49.5 points. In his four starts off the DL, 11, 10, 8, and 10 strikeouts. That's at Baltimore, at home against the Dodgers, against the White Sox, and against the A's. Three or Four teams that are actually hitting the ball pretty well or have the potential to hit the ball pretty well. They're not complete garbage teams. Kluber's been outstanding. His lowest point total is 22.1. His slider, if you guys follow certain Twitter accounts or they retweet the right accounts, 
his the gifts of his sliders have been just filthy. He's facing a Twins team and striking out 22.1% of the time. The last 30 days, he's number one on the best barrel FIP, getting barreled 0.00% of the time the last 30 days. That's insane. That's just nuts. 38.24% K rate in his last 30 days. Now he's facing the Twins. They strike out 22% of the time. Um, he has a swinging strike rate of 14.5%. Ground ball rate of almost 45%. Yada, yada, yada. We know there's some thump in that lineup. That's a given. But my gosh, if, like on a slate that, that has horrible pitching, Twins 3-9-4 team total, which is lowest on the day slate. Uh, lefty's hitting 288, righty's 274. The Twins could run into one or two because they do have that thump in that lineup from the right side and the left side. But as a whole, Corey Kluber, if he doesn't pitch well, that just shows you how bad pitching's been because he's just dynamite right now. So Kluber at 12-6, solid, solid play. Next up, you have John Lester, $10,200 on the road against the Miami Marlins. Lester has been uh, pretty decent of late. Uh, two earned runs in five innings against San Diego for 19.9. Prior to that, 34.2 at the Mets. He does have his rocky outings, though, prior to that, 9.1 and 10.1 points. You don't know what you're going to get with Lester all the time, but he is, for the most part, consistent. You got the uh, Marlins strikeout a little over 20% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Lester striking about 25% of the batters he faces. 11% swinging strike rate, 48% ground ball rate. Hard contact's pretty darn low. A lot to like with Lester. It's scary if guys get on base, though. They're going to run and run and run and run and run and run, run all over him. Marlins 4-1-5 team total. Lefties 238, righties 291. So Lester, really solid, solid spot today on your day slate, given, like I said, pitching's horrible. After these, these two, it gets a little dicier, and then it gets really dicey. Um, the scary part is the Marlins 338 Woba, which is outstanding versus left-handed pitching, and a pretty solid 173 ISO almost an elite ISO against left-handed pitching. So they have a lot of power and thump against lefties. It's, you know, do you do it if do you don't? Um, then they're priced down to Ozuna, Ozuna and Stanton are cheap. You can get some nice options. Bohr and Yellow aren't horrible against lefties. Like I said, if D. Gordon gets on base, he can run for days on Lester. It's a pick-your-poison. If Lester throws great, like you saw... Um, Hell, Lackey shut him down last night. That was embarrassing. Arietta pitched really well against him, which we liked. We liked Arietta in that one. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. The Marlins have done some big things against lefties of late. Uh, when we talked about, you know, the risk reward uh, at eleven, all right, ten uh, two. You know, you're saving fourteen hundred bucks off Kluber. It's interesting. I actually built a Kluber Lester lineup last night to see how it would look. You can get some decent value out there. There is some decent value. Uh, it's not. It's not actually that bad of a lineup. I don't mind it. It's not the you know. It's not the flashiest of things, but if a couple of your punts work out, it could be decent. Um, but there is a lot more risk than people might think with Lester today. So your top two options: Kluber, Lester. By far, Kluber is elite today. Next up, Jacob Feria, eighty nine hundred bucks at home against the Baltimore Orioles. I mentioned with Archer. Archer pitched well, but he gave up runs because the Orioles. As bad as their offense has been, they have the ability to thump at times. Well, now you got Faria coming into town. Um, he's only given up one earned in all three of his starts. Zero home runs allowed in all three of his starts. He's gone six and a third, six and a third, and seven in all three of his starts. 23-3, 28-1, 31 at Detroit, at Toronto, and then at home against the White Sox. Three really good matchups. The kid has looked legit. I love him. Uh, he's been amazing. He's going up against a Baltimore team, like I keep saying, has that potential to smack you around. Um, they do strike out 22.5% of the time versus righties. Very, like I mentioned, striking out 26.5%. Swing strike rate of almost 13. Ground ball rate of 48.5. The hard contact, that's the scary part. Small sample, but the hard contact rate is 45.5%. He's keeping it in the ballpark. A lot of that, I think, has to do with his ground ball rate. But that's something to keep an eye on, especially because the Baltimore team was a thump. Um, Baltimore does have a team total of 4-2-3, which is middle of the pack on the day. Lefties 221, righties 216, small sample. They have a, about an average to almost above average Woba of 317 and a really good ISO of 178 versus right-handed pitching. Um, it's not as cushy as you'd think, but then again, we said the same when he faced Toronto and Detroit, and he dealt. So if you want to go fair, I have no problem with it. 
on this day slate, and like most slates lately, you're going to have to take risk and hope it works. And he's got tremendous upside. Tremendous upside. Uh, it's a tough matchup, but he's also facing Dylan Bundy and the Orioles. Have, it's like 22, 23, maybe 24 straight games, maybe more, where the Orioles as a team have given up five or more runs. Florida's in a great spot to get the win. If he gets you, you know, six, seven innings of good pitching you know, with some Ks, he can still get you 20-plus points, which on this slate will be outstanding. So Fari 89 on the, on the board. Next up, a risky one, as well as Marco Estrada of the Toronto Blue Jays at the Kansas City Royals for $7,800. Estrada, back-to-back Rocky starts. Three of his last four starts have been in negative numbers. Part of that, really, really, really good stuff. So it all comes down to who do you get. Well, one was at Texas. One was Tampa Bay, and one was the Yankees for his three bad starts. He pitched great at Oakland. Um, he's a fly ball pitcher, and those teams took advantage of the fly balls. Now he's facing Kansas City, you know, not as much thump. They've hit better of late. Hap looked great, given us from the left side. We know they struggle mightily against lefties. When you're looking at Estrada, the Royals strike out 21.2% of the time versus righties. Estrada does have a great K rate of 26.6, and a phenomenal Swinging strike rate of 12.3. Ground ball rate, like I said, is very low. He's got a lot of fly balls. Big time fly ball guy. But he limits the hard contact. Just When they get it up, they get it out sometimes. And that's what's happened to him of late. He's got to limit the home runs and the big, you know, extra base hits on those deep fly balls. Easier said than done sometimes. But when you're looking at Kansas City, you're looking at a 4-5-1 team total. Lefties 280s, righties 312. Averaged, almost below average, well above 300, and an average ISO of 162. On uh, a slate like this, he's worth the gamble at 78, just like Vargas in the same game is worth the gamble at 83 against Toronto. He's done really good against righties, and lefties have been a little better against him, but uh, they both have kind of the same risk, same reward. I'd go more Estrada for the K upside, but if you want to go Vargas, I get it. Um, I'm going Estrada, though. But they're both there. So your mid-price, you got Farias, number one, Estrada, number two, and Vargas, number three, if you want to go that direction. And your only punt play of the day, and it's extremely risky, but just hear me out on this, um, it's Homer Bailey. Only reason I'm recommending him is because, A, all the other punts are horrible. B, he's 4400 bucks. He's making his debut. He's thrown a couple bullpens, three rehab starts at AAA. His last time out in AAA, five and two-thirds, two runs. The most important part about this, to me, is he threw 91 pitches in his rehab start. So, assuming they keep the progression going, he's going close to 100 pitches today. You're getting a pitcher at 4400 bucks that could go to 100 pitches if all goes right. That's outstanding, because usually when we see 4400 or something like that, we're talking, you know, a bullpen guy making a spot start, this, that, or the other. Now, I know he's facing the Nationals, which is terrifying. But Bailey, in the past, has had nice K upside. He's facing the Nationals team, which strikes out 19% of the time versus righties. We know they have massive thump. They have a 507 total, a 347 Woba, 203 ISO versus righties. All these things are terrifying. But Bailey, you know, at one time was one of the really good pitchers before he kept getting hurt. And... Assuming, you know, he's coming back from injury, so we can't expect him to be perfect. But he did look good in his rehab starts. The biggest thing, though, is if he can even give us five innings, give up three or four runs, but get four or five strikeouts, give us 12 to 15 points for 4400 bucks. that's a steal that you can match up with another pitcher and get a lot of bats. Because if you don't, you got to pay for these higher pitchers, and you're limiting yourself on some of these big bats. Because, like I mentioned, these totals we got today on the day slate, there's bats for days. So... If you don't want to try to get a bunch of value plays and hope they work and you want a little more consistency in your lineup, you're going to have to take some gambles. And the guy I'm gambling with today is Homer Bailey. So that's my punt. Do with what you wish. That's my guy. Uh, so pitching on the slate, top top tier, Kluber, Lester, middle, Faria, Estrada, Vargas. At the bottom, Homer Bailey. Yes, we are riding against the Nationals. Let's go to the catchers. Salvador Perez, $3,900 bucks versus Estrada. If you're not using Estrada, we mentioned how he struggled. The home run ball, it is in play. Um, I believe I did say in that game. Let me double check real quick on the weather in Kansas City. It was right here. Uh, minimal weather. Nothing too, or too bad there. Okay, good. That was a different game. Wilson Contreras, I loved him yesterday. He did not get to start. I love him even more today against the lefty Nicolino. Nicolino's not good. Contreras at 3900 bucks. He's swinging a hot stick. That is a really, really good-looking play 
for Wilson Contreras. Uh, Russell, the love muscle versus Vargas at 37. I mentioned Vargas better against righties and lefties lately, but uh, Martin at 37 is in play. Tyler Flowers swinging a pretty good stick in that ballpark against a struggling Matt Garza. Garza pitched really well before going on the DL since his return has been bad. It seems like um, the Braves have gone every other day with Flowers and Suzuki. Flowers played last night, so if they keep that trend, he won't play today. But if he has, his last four games, 12 points, 14, 4, 21, uh, 3, 2, 18, 9, if you want to go all the way down. He's been really, really good. He has power upside, 3700 bucks for Flowers. Uh, you've got Kurt Suzuki in that same game. If he's playing, he's 3400 I don't mind that much. I don't like paying that, that much for Suzuki, but there is upside there I can understand. But that's a little steep because the power upside with floor, Flowers makes him a little more for, like you could do, go with it. Suzuki, he'll run into one every once in a while, but not that often. Uh, yeah, Jan Gomes at 33 versus Gibson. There's always potential for Gibson. He, he pitches the contact, and that makes things very terrifying. Uh, keep an eye on Kevin Smith. I mentioned him yesterday. He played. He was like 2800 I think. He's 3100 bucks today going up against Gossett of the A's. Gossett has gotten crushed his first two starts. I know Smith went one for three for three points yesterday, but he had 11 the game before. He, he has upside. He's usually much cheaper. His tag keeps going up. He must be getting used. DraftKings must be using that ownership uh, bump. But he's up to 3100 bucks, so his value is not completely what it once was, but it's still not bad. One I do like, like Matt Weeters versus Bailey. If you're not using Bailey, Weeters at 31 has some upside. Bailey does get in the past, has been hit around quite a bit by lefties when he does get into trouble. So Weeters at 31 could be a nice play. When you go down below 3K, gets a little bleaker. You're going to have to look at what lineups come out and see what value plays come. Maybe Tucker Barnhart for 25 versus Ross on a Saturday. Derek Norris versus Bundy at 24 is not bad. Any of the Tampa Bay catchers could be nice cheap punts. Like we mentioned, uh, uh, Baltimore five-plus runs in like 20 almost 25-plus games. Um, Norris played well last night. There will be offense in that game. There will be blood, as Bundy is the 12th worst barrel, 5th the last 30 days. He's getting barreled almost 6% of the time right now, so he's struggled immensely. So there's definitely something to like in that one. Uh, As we go to first base, Edwin Encarnacion, 5,400 versus Gibson is a good-looking play. He seems to have cooled off. A little bit uh, since his insane start, but he's still swinging it good. You can't completely ignore him. Rizzo, 5,300 leading off versus Nicolino. He hits lefties very well. It's like a repetitive track here. Do not worry about the lefty-lefty with the Rizzo. Smoke, 4,900 versus Vargas. Uh, you got Zimmerman, 48 versus Bailey. Joey Votto versus Joe Ross, 47. Uh, I like a lot. I told you guys the Reds are a scary offense. That Strasburg was risky, and I, I I used them on one lineup too. I make a ton of lineups. I used them. I, I what I recommend I use. That's one thing you guys got to realize. I'm the, the ship's sinking. I'm sinking with you. But um, when it comes to the the Reds, they they have thump that is inconsistent, and uh, they showed it yesterday. And again, Ross lefties hitting three seventy three, righties two ninety one. A lot of people look to the Nats bats in that game against Bailey, so the Reds will get overlooked just like last night. Votto could be a nice, huge upside, low owned play at forty seven hundred bucks. The Reds as a whole, uh, Ross threw okay his last time out. It was like the late second or third time through the batting order when they started getting to him. He just hasn't been able to put it together yet. So Votto's in play. Logan Morrison forty six hundred bucks definitely in play. The Rays I keep going. It's gonna be a repetitive. Repetitive. Lefties 319, righties 319 versus Bundy. A 339 Woban, a 205 ISO versus righties. That's just asinine. Just, it's just it's video game numbers from the Rays. Uh, Eric Thames versus the Knuckleballer. It's hard to predict what you're going to get with Knuckleballers, but Thames at 45 versus Dickey. Uh, you got a Brayu at 44 versus Gossett. Matt Adams, I love him versus Matt Garza. Huge upside in that ballpark at 4200 bucks. Uh, Braves 479 total. Lefties 353 off of Garza. Matt Adams, once again, is in a great spot in that ballpark at 4200 If you're not paying up, I love me some Matt Adams today. Absolutely love him. Kendrick Morales at 41 is not bad at all. Justin Bohr can hit lefties, so if you're not using Lester, Bohr at 41 can be a, a very, very contrarian GPP play. Like, I'm not super in love with it, but I can totally get behind it. Uh, Matt Davidson, first base, third base versus Gossett. I loved him yesterday. Didn't do – well, he wasn't horrible. He just didn't hit with the power. He went uh, two for four, but only six points. I love him again today. He's in a really good matchup for Scott at 4K. 
Um, yeah, Hosmer versus Strata, 3,800 with some upside. Yonder Alonso versus Shields at 38 is one of the better values you'll find on the board. Shields is back. It's his second start since coming off the DL. You got an ace team with a 4.97 total. Lefty's 368, righty's 370 versus Shields. A's a 196 ISO versus righty's in that ballpark. And that's the one I think the weather was what I was talking about. Yeah, wind is blowing out hard to center field in Oakland and Chicago. So when everyone's looking at the Nationals bats and everything today, don't forget the weather in Oakland and Chicago. That stack of uh, bats in that game could be extremely sneaky against two horrible pitchers. Horrible pitchers. But you can get Yonder Alonso at 3800 bucks. That's how you win GPPs. You stack the games that go off that everyone's stacking the other games. Pretty simple logic, but yes. Ryan Healy in the same game. He's first base, third base, L's what, 36. Has tons of power against right-handed pitching. Um, you can play him at third base, Yonder at first, and have a nice little 1-2 A's punch. Sprinkling some Chris Davis. Has all kinds of fun with the A's. Um, and they're cheap. Uh, Tyler Moore, if he gets to start for Miami, a right-handed bat. He's first base outfield eligible versus Lester. He's been hitting lefties really well. He's been a value play we've been talking about versus left-handed pitching. He started against Atlanta on the 17th. His last start, that was a lefty. One for four with a homer, two ribbies, two runs, 20 points. Not going to always do that good, but he has upside of like that. 3400 bucks. Uh, as you go down the list, it does always gets bleaker when you get cheaper. So your cheapest one is most likely more at 34. But a lot of good guys in that like 35 to 45 range, Votto at 47. You don't have to pay super high at first base. You can because they're good like Rizzo. But there's really good options in that middle middle area at first base today. Second base, Jose Ramirez at 5,300. He will be a solid play against Gibson, second base, third base eligible. Daniel Murphy, 52, at his 100th career home run last night. And another good spot today versus Bailey. Ian Happ, 46, batting from the right side. Second base outfield eligible. Continues to hit another double and I think another knock last night. Hitting really, really well in the middle of that Cubs lineup. Uh, Cubs should be very chalky today, but should be very productive against Nicolino. Surprisingly, didn't do anything against Urania yesterday. But they're in another great spot today. 4,600 for Happ. Uh, Kipnis, Indians are a phenomenal play as well. Indians and Cubs could be the chalk of the day slate and should be. Uh, Kipnis at 43, solid, solid play there. Mentioned D. Gordon at 41 earlier today. Scope at 39, some power upside versus Fari if you're not using him. Brandon Phillips homered again yesterday. He's 39 versus Garza if there's some sneaky upside. I love me some Scooter. Scooter went deep yesterday. Uh, second base outfield eligible versus Ross. Mentioned lefties versus Ross. He's only 3,900 bucks, so you can kind of pivot from the top guys again. Get some value with some upside with Scooter Jeanette. Another guy with great power upside and a cheap, cheap price tag. They must have thought, you know, Quintana was pitching today. Jed Lowry's $3,500. Lots of power from the left side versus right-handed pitching. Really good, really good price tag for Jed Lowry. Javi Baez versus the lefty Nicolino. Second base shortstop at 35. Nice upside there. Merrifield at 34 versus Estrada. I want to mention Danny Santana of the Atlanta Braves, second base outfield eligible. He's a switch hitter, so batting from the left side versus Garza. He's shown some upside of late. It's not like great, great, but he's been getting a lot of playing time, and um, he can be a, a value if you need him at 3300 bucks against Garza in that ballpark today. Not the worst play in the world. As you go down the list, it's not the greatest at second base. You can, If Wilmer Defoe, they just call him up if he gets to start for the Nats, second base shortstop, 2800 bucks as a punt is not bad. This is all assuming you're not using Bailey as your punt, which I know it's scary, but the upside's tremendous. And at worst, how many times have you played a $4,400 offensive player that got a zero and you still did okay? Just these little things. Third base. Mentioned Jose Ramirez earlier. Chris Bryant against Nick Lino at 49 is phenomenal. Rendon at 47 versus Bailey. Uh, Machado at 45 versus Faria. Josh Donaldson versus Vargas at 43. I know righties are getting shut down by Vargas in his changeup, but Donaldson versus the lefty is always in play. Travis Shaw, 42 versus Dickey. Moustakas at 41 versus Estrada is a nice little play, especially like, even about one-off or something. Mentioned Davidson at 4K versus Gossett. Todd Father at 38 as well. But I'll, I'll go Davidson if I had to pick one of the two, even though, you know, Todd Father can go deep at any given moment. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Ryan Healy at 36. Eduardo Escobar, no. You can if you want to be contrarian. Evan Longoria, 33 versus Bundy. Bundy's been getting lit up lately, so keep him in mind. 
Stephen Drew, he's third base shortstop. He's 3K. He's been playing a lot lately. That's a cheap value play. Probably more so at shortstop than third base, but you can go there. Uh, Ryu Ruiz, third baseman for the Braves. Left-handed bat versus Garza. Uh, he's not playing every day lately. He's struggling a lot. But if he's in the lineup, he's a pump play at 2800 bucks. And that should just about do it for your third baseman. Heading over to shortstop, we have Trey Turner at 53, Francisco Lindor at 48, like Lindor a lot. Uh, Chad Pender's day-to-day left with an injury. Same with Eric Sogard. Keep an eye on both of them. Sogard's price is over 4K. That's just you can't – you need home run upside. Sogard just doesn't have it. He'll run into one once – not even – you can't even say once a week. Uh, Pender at 37, if he's in the lineup, is worth a look. As you go down the list, I mentioned Baez earlier at 35. Shortstop's pretty bleak today, so you're either paying up or you're going to play Baez or you can go Danzy Swanson at 34 if you want to. Eric Gonzalez, if he gets to start again for Cleveland, he's second base shortstop. Uh, didn't do anything last night, but he's been hit and miss lately. But he's got upside at 3,300 against Gibson because if the Indians go off, he'll be in the middle of that going off. So definite upside there at 3,300 with a guy that will be very low owned, a part of Cleveland and Eric Gonzalez. Mentioned Defoe earlier if he gets to start at 28. Jorge Polanco went deep last night. If you want a one-off against Kluber, he's 2700 bucks. A little bit of upside. It's kind of it's a scary upside, but there's a little bit of upside there. JT Riddle, 23 versus Lester if you want to go that route. Uh, but that's about it when it comes to the shortstop position. Over to the outfield, Harper at 56, always a solid look. Ian Happ mentioned him. I like him a lot. Corey Dickerson, 45 versus Bundy is a really, really good play today. Chisholm Hall, 44 versus Gibson. I like a ton. Sousa Jr., 44 versus Bundy. See, Bun- see the Rays, because everyone's going to go Cubs-Cleveland. I like the Rays a ton. as a very, very high upside uh, stack uh, in this one. Uh, of course, I mentioned Chicago and Oakland already. You got Duvall at 44 versus Ross. was so some power upside. Ender and Ciarte, left-handed bat versus Garza. Billy Hamilton versus Ross, leading off lefty at 43. Avisil Garcia at 42 with some power upside versus Gossett. Like that a lot. If you think Estrada is going to continue to struggle, Locan at 41 is definitely worth the play. K with the Chris Davis, that home run upside versus James Shields at 41 is phenomenal. Davis should go yard today. Should go yard. Scott Shebler, 41 versus Ross. I like that a lot. Shebler going for, did he get 20 yet? I think he's still at 19. No, he does have 20. He's got 20 dongs. God, that kid's having a hell of a first half. Uh, you got Matt Joyce if you want to go cheap with the A's at 39. He continues to hit. But the one that stands out, if you're not using Lester, <clears throat> you got Stanton and Ozuna are both 3900 bucks. That's tremendous value. Like, It's crazy. If you want to go, say, Kluber and Bailey, you have tons of money for bats. You can even go Kluber and one of those mid guys I mentioned, Faria, Estrada, or Vargas. You can afford guys like Stanton, Ozuna, um, Yonder Alonso, uh, Healy at third. There's a lot of interesting plays with tremendous power ups. Like Scooter Jeanette at second base. Uh, you got Bradley Zimmer in the outfield. We'll continue here before I keep going on and on. But Zimmer's 3800 bucks for Gibson. Zimmer's swinging a really good bat. He's at the bottom of the order, so you can do like a wraparound with Zimmer to uh, Kipnis, Ramirez, and all those guys. But he's swinging it well at the bottom. He's up to 308 average. There's most thought his average would struggle. Joey Bats leading off for Vargas at 38. Um, Marquecas 38. Don't mind that at all. Jorge Bonifacio, I always mention him. Tons of power from the right side at 3,600. The Milkman 36 versus Gossett could be sneaky. Seth Smith, it's the lefties are the ones you worry about with Faria. He's one of the only ones in the Baltimore lineup, 3,600 bucks. The Trombomb can always run into one. He's 36. As you go down the list, it gets worse. Brian Goodwin, I keep telling you guys, he's a left-handed bat, batting second of the order, hitting really, really well. <laughs> Three for four last night with two homers. That's not going to happen every day. But 35 points. The guy just keeps hitting the ball. Good left-handed option versus Bailey. Max Kepler, 34 versus Kluber, if you want to go that direction. Malik Smith, 34, leading off. Really good play. He's starting His ownership keeps going down. People are starting to overlook him. He's producing eight more points last night, eight points or more in three of his last four. 3400 bucks. That's upside. Mentioned Tyler Moore at 34. Robbie Grossman, 33. Um, as you go down the list, I told you Danny Santana could be a punt at 33 for the Braves. 
And uh, there's a couple cheap, cheap ones I wanted to mention to you. Adam Engel at 3K has been hitting pretty decent for the White Sox. That's not a bad look in that game against Gossett. Um, he had no points yesterday over three. We had 18 the game before and seven the night before that. So for 3K, definite upside with Engel. I like that a lot. Uh, Jeff C. Winker gets the start. It's left-handed bat versus Ross for 29 with some power upside. I'm not huge on him. I need to see more. He's got a big, big swinging strikeout rate, but uh, not bad. Brugman and Smith Jr. Smith Jr. for Toronto. Brugman for Oakland. Both 2600 bucks. Not tremendous upside, but there is some at that price tag if you need a complete punt. But one of the complete punts I'm looking at, if he's in the lineup, because he has power upside, especially against James Shields, if he's in the lineup, is Matt Olson. He went 0 for 5 last night, I know, but his first game back from the minors where he tore it up in Nashville, he went 2 for 3 against Houston with a run, a double, two ribbies, 18 points. Uh, he went 0 for 5 yesterday, but no strikeouts. So he's putting the ball in play, which I like to see that a lot from my young kids. Uh, and the upside for Shields with that wind blowing out, he has a lot of power. So at 2K for having home run power at 2K, that's really, really nice to find. Uh, checking out your stacks, I mentioned the Indians will be chalky. Lefties 390s, righties 341 versus Gibson. Highest team total on the day slate at 556. You love the Indians. Love them. Uh, the Nats versus Bailey, if you're not using Bailey, go for it. I totally get it. But see, your third highest team total on the day slate is the White Sox at 503 versus Gossett. Lefties 332, righties 615. Extremely small sample size. So don't get overly excited by that 615. Second, or the, I guess the next total down, the fourth total on the day, the A's at 497 against Shields. Lefties 368, righties 370. I love that game stack with the wind blowing out. Love it. Because people are going to look Indians, people are going to look Nationals. The next total is the Cubs at 485. Lefties 299, righties 355 versus Nick Lino. Totally get it. But people are going to flock to Indians, Nationals, Cubs. That White Sox Angels is a sweet spot. I have no problem using Indians, Nationals, Cubs. Totally get it. Cash games, great plays. GPP, if you want to mix and match it, they could, if they go off, you're winning. It's like Coors Field. If you avoid it and it goes off, you're screwed anyways. But the upside in that White Sox A's game with the price tags, huge. Absolutely love it. Uh, you go down Braves, 4-7-9 total. They're below the Cubs. Lefties, 3-53 versus Garza. Matt Adams and company there. Rays versus Dylan Bundy, 4-7-7. Love the Rays today. And then it goes on and on and on. Lots to like on your early slate when it comes to bats because the pitching is dreadful, like we mentioned. Your top tier, Kluber, Lester, 1-2. Your middle tier, Faria, Estrada, Vargas, 1-2-3. And your punt is Bailey at 4,400. I went into why. I know it's crazy, but you got to take some gambles once in a while. And Homer Bailey is our gamble. Now let's take a look at your seven-game night slate. Now, the night slate's a lot different from the day slate because we have pitching to target that's expensive and worth playing today. And we're going to kick it off with Clayton Kershaw. 12-5 at home against the Colorado Rockies. What else can we say? I mentioned it yesterday. Rockies aren't the same on the road as they are at home when it comes to their bats. They do win. They lost yesterday, but they do win. They have one of the best winning percentages on the road. But Wood pitched well. You have uh, but typical David Roberts. He didn't go deep yet again. It's just that frustrating thing. But uh, Kershaw, what what else can you say? Besides, he has gotten hit lately. I will say this. He's not on the top 30 barrel fifth sheet for the first time we've done one of these podcasts. Um, and when it comes to full season, he's down to 11th, getting barreled 5% of the time now. So keep that in mind. He has been getting hit hard. He did give up, I think, four home runs against the Mets his last time out. Hard contact rates up to 29%. But uh, the, the Rockies strike out 24% of the time versus lefties. You got Kershaw striking out over 28% of the batters he faces. Great swinging strike rate at 126 as you expect. Good ground ball rate. But, yeah, that home run to fly ball rate's up to 16% with Kershaw. So there is interesting, you know, if you want to be contrarian, there's some upside with guys like Aaron Otto and a few other bats in that lineup and some one-offs if you want to go that way. But as a whole, Kershaw's phenomenal. You know what you're getting. Even when he got hit around... His last start, six and six and a third, six hits, six earns, four homers. He got 10Ks, still got you 22.1 points. He's getting you 20 or more points in four straight starts. He's damn good. 
Um, his last time against Colorado was in Colorado. 7-8-7 hits, 2 earned, 4Ks for 19 points. He hasn't faced him at home yet this year. It's risky. There's other really good options if you want to fade Kershaw. I get it. I totally get it. So Kershaw 12-5, very, very solid play today. He's not my top option in the top tier, though. I will tell you that much. Next up, you got Robbie Ray, 12-3 at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. His last start out was in Philly, where he struggled a bit. Five and a third, eight hits, four earned, two homers given up, four walks. He did get the seven Ks to salvage 10.8 points, but he he was grinding. Watching that game on GameCast while I was doing some other stuff, he was really grinding. I've mentioned that a lot with him. It's with location, back-to-back starts with four walks. Um, he, he tries to paint too much at times, and it gets him in trouble, but... Prior to the last start, we had 7Ks. He had 12, 11, 10. Um, he had 9. He was on a, he's on a really, really good strikeout rate, which we've expected. He had 38, 8, 36, 46, 9, and 36 for the four starts prior to the blow-up at Philly. Comes back home where he's pitched really well his last two starts against that Philly team who we said before that can hit lefties really, really well, but Corbin shut them down. Um, Philly's striking out 20% of the time versus lefties the last 30 days Ray is second best on the barrel FIP, getting barreled 1.53% of the time, striking out 37.4% of the batters he's facing. That is outstanding. You have a the walk rate scary, 10.6% overall. His last 30 days, it's at 8.4, which is a little better. But that swinging strike rate of 14% is outstanding. The hard contact rate is high. It's gone down of late. Uh, it's not the greatest place in the world. Phillies 4-1-5 team total, lefties 277, righties 321. They do have that outstanding 183 ISO versus righties. Bad Woba, but great isolated power. So it's interesting play. Ray is a nice GPP option, but uh, a bit scary. My top option on the evening slate, one, Jacob deGrom. $11,400 at the San Francisco Gigantes. Last two starts, 31 and 31.4 points. That was against the Nationals and against the Cubs. Two offenses that don't suck. Last start against the Nats, eight innings, three hits, no earned runs, six Ks. Against the Cubs, nine innings, five hits, one earned, six Ks. He has been outstanding. And now he gets to go to hit a pitcher-friendly AT&T Park against the San Francisco Giants. It's it's not fair. It really isn't fair to be a Giants fan right now. I'm telling you. Last night was it's just I can't even watch. I don't even make an appointment TV anymore. But uh, the Giants they don't strike out a ton. It's the only thing going for him. But even with with uh, Degrom stuff, he's going to get enough strikeouts. DeGrom, uh, Giants 19% K rate versus righties. Degrom striking out almost 29% of the batters he's facing. Swinging strike rate close to 15%. Outstanding ground ball rate. Hard contact rates there. Home run to fly balls a little troublesome, but it's the Giants, and if the Giants beat up the Grom, then, well, it happens. But, uh, you know, you got the Rockies at the lowest team total on the board at 2-6-4 versus Kershaw. Then you have the Mets at 3-7, or the Mets at 3-7 versus Cueto. We'll get to that later. Giants at 3-8 versus DeGrom. Lefties hitting 295, righties 318. I absolutely love DeGrom at um, 11,400. The fourth option in the high price tier is Lance McCullers Jr. making his return from the DL. $10,800 at Seattle. Nice pitching environment. McCullers has been great. He's basically a 20-plus points per game guy on the reg. Only two starts all year where he was below 20 points, and one of them was a 15-pointer. He's been outstanding earlier in this year. He hasn't faced Seattle yet this year. But you got um, a Seattle team that strikes out Almost 21% of the time versus righties. You have McCuller before he got hurt, striking out 28.6% of the batters he's facing. 12.5% swinging strike rate and an outstanding 63% ground ball rate. Very low hard contact. Home run to fly ball is not ideal, but as a whole, McCullers has been filthy. All indications are he's completely healthy, which we're going to trust that report. 4-2-1 team total with Seattle. Lefties 295, righties 297 versus McCullers. Everything to love with McCullers. So your top tier, my rankings, DeGrom's one, Kershaw two, Ray three, McCullers four. I'd have McCullers probably two if I knew for sure he was 100% healthy. So if you want to bump him up, go for it. It's also it's hard to go past Kershaw, especially with a team total below three. But uh, 
If you want to put McCullers over Ray and put him at third, I have no problem with that either. Uh, the top four guys are all really, really good options. I think DeGrom's the best. And then you can go Kershaw, McCullers, Ray, Kershaw, Ray, McCullers, McCullers, Kershaw, Ray. Any order there, I have no problem with. But it starts with DeGrom for me. Your next tier, I'm skipping Johnny Cueto for the fact he has been really bad of late. Like, really, really bad. If you just look game logs alone, not overall stats. Um, you got 16.2 his last time out in Atlanta, but then he got beat up at Kansas City, hit around at Milwaukee. He did okay at Philly. It's just super inconsistent. 8600 bucks is a price reduction, so I get it if you want to go there. It's facing a Mets team that hits a lot of lefty power. A lot of lefty power. I know I mentioned a low team total of 370, lefties 302, righties 284, but they have an insane Woba of 331 versus righties and an insane ISO of 199. If you want to use Cueto, I understand because the upside is good. He's got K stuff. But as a whole, he's struggled. Uh, strike rate of 23.1. Swinging strike rate of about 12%, which isn't bad. But hard contact of 35.6. Home run to fly ball of 18.4. I'm going to go elsewhere. And that elsewhere is going to be Garrett Cole at 8000 bucks. We rode him, rode him, rode him. Then he started burning us. We left him alone. His last two starts have been phenomenal. At Milwaukee and at home against Colorado, both seven innings, three hit, one earned productions, five Ks and three Ks, 24.8 and 20.2 points in those games. Now he gets to go on the road against the St. Louis Cardinals. Cole, uh, Cardinals strike at almost 21% versus righties. Last 30 days, mainly because the first half of those 30 days, last two starts, like I said, have been good, but he was getting shelled before that. Fifth worst on the barrel, fifth getting barreled up 8.5% of the time, striking out 17% of the batters he faces. So take caution, I guess I should say. But a ground ball rate of 46%, very intriguing. The other part I like about it quite a bit is a 4-4-2 team total. Lefties 371, it's always the concern. So you have Carpenter, maybe Fowler cracks the lineup tonight. And there's a couple other small options there. But righties only 291, so a lot of righties in that Cardinals lineup. So... Keep an eye on Cole as an interesting option. Next up, Tyler Chatwood, seventy-seven hundred bucks at the Los Angeles. Oh, seventy-four hundred. My bad, miswrote that one down. Seventy-four hundred bucks at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Chatwood is a road warrior at home. It's sketchy on the road. Seventeen point three, nineteen point nine, thirty-three DraftKings points. His last three road starts been outstanding. Now the Dodgers do hit left or right-handed bats. Pitcher as well. They've been playing well of late, but they do strike out 23.4% of the time versus righties, which is ideal. Chatwood strikes out 20% of the batters he faces. The walk rate's a concern of 11%, but a ground ball rate of over 58% and a low hard contact rate make Chatwood a really, really nice option. 4-3-6 team total for the Dodgers. Lefties 325, righties 308 versus Chatwood. If you're not using Kershaw and you want some salary relief, Chatwood is a very interesting play. At $7,400, I can get behind it. Last one in this price range, Lance Lynn, $7,100. I know it's people go, oh, Lance Lynn, really? Well, one off, he's, he's averaging 16.6 DraftKings points per start. He got shelled at Baltimore's last time out. Fair enough. 27.1 against Milwaukee. That's great. You have 14.3 at Cincinnati, 16.4 at Chicago. Colorado, we don't count. 33.6 at the Dodgers, 14.5 at home versus Boston. Struggled at Miami, then great at Atlanta, at great at home against Cincinnati. Those are mostly all numbers you take at 7,100 bucks. And the the part that catches my attention the most in this matchup for 7,100 bucks against the Pittsburgh Pirates, a they have the fourth lowest total on the board at 408, fourth total on the uh, evening slate, 408. What it is is lefties hit 360. Okay, so Polanco, maybe Jaso, Bell, a couple little options there. But righties only a buck ninety-one. They have a lot of righties in that lineup. A buck ninety-one. They have a 314 Woba and a 146 ISO versus righties for the Pirates. They're not overly dominant versus them. So the low team total, the right-handed dominance. Uh, Pirates strike out at almost 19% versus righties. Lynn striking out 23.5%. Um, 45.1% ground ball rate, low hard contact. There's a lot of upside at 7,100 bucks with Lynn. Maybe a good cash game play and GPP play. I like Loretta at 71. Your mid price, Chatwood's number one for me, then Lynn two, Cole three. And your punt play is Denilson, Lamette, 
6,800 at home against the Detroit Tigers. The fact that Perdomo shut them down pisses me off because now people might be on the limit. I don't know what the heck happened last night. But he pitched really well his last time out, six innings, four hits, three earned, 12 Ks at Milwaukee. That's the limit we used to love before he had a couple of rocky starts. But um, he overall this year, he's actually been pretty good since his call-up. The big kicker with Lamet, similar to Loretta Lynn. Tigers 4-2-2 team total, one of the lowest on the slate. Sure, lefties hit 464. That's terrifying. They don't have any lefties. Maybe one. Maybe, because there's no V-Mart. It's, they don't really have many. They usually run Oh, they have a Vila. They usually, and maybe they'll have an occasional Presley or something. But it's mainly all right-handed bats. Righty's hit 248, and he strikes them out a ton. A K rate, I think it's around 30% or more against right-handed bats. Um, he's been outstanding against them. The Tigers are striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Mentioned the Mets K rate's outstanding. Swinging strike rate of 14.2%. It's just the ground ball rate's low. Hard contact's getting up there. It's not super high. It's just getting up there. So it's a punt play at 68 that I can totally get behind. So you're pitching. Your top tier is loaded. You got to pick your poisons, maybe mix and match. But DeGrom's my number one. They got Kershaw, Ray, McCullers. I like McCullers a ton with the upside. It's just how healthy is he. It's the only only concern I have. Because uh, I remember when, when uh, Keiko came back, they kind of babied him through his five and six inning stints. So that's the only concern I have at 10-8. Um, mid-tier, Chatwood's number one for me. Then Lynn, then Cole. And then I like Lamette as my punt play. Let's check out your bats and get on out of here. Catcher's position, Brian McCambers, Gavaglio. Love it, 3900 bucks. Houston's got a very, very juicy Team total of 479. Lefties 298. Righties 368 versus Gavaglio. McCann at 39. Don't care that he's a lefty. Yasmani Grandal at 38. If you want to fade Chatwood, you can. I love Chatwood. Grandal. He does hit righties well, though. Lefties 325 off Chatwood, so keep that in mind. Avila 3800 versus Lamette is in play. I mentioned the, the, the way lefties have crushed Lamette. Definitely in play. Ionetta versus Lively in Arizona has some tremendous upside. Evan Gaddis versus Gavaglio. Mentioned how righties are hitting them much better than lefties. Gaddis at $3,600. If he's in the lineup, power upside. Zunino is a one-off versus McCullers if you want to. with power upside there. Uh, Martin Maldonado versus the lefty David Price at $3,100. Has some very nice upside. The last 30 days, David Price second worst on the barrel fit, getting barreled 7.2% of the time. He's been bad. And um, the... Angels actually have a team total of 454, lefty 320, righty's 305 versus Price. Maldonado 31, power upside there. Same with Sandy Leone, he went deep last night. He's 3100 bucks for the Red Sox against J.C. Ramirez. 19th worst on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 5.83% of the time. Leone 3100 bucks with some upside in that one. Travis Dayernode, power upside versus Cueto at 3K. But as you go down the list, it's Bleak, uh, Cameron Rupp, a right-handed bat versus Robbie Ray at 26 if you want to go for that. Uh, you might have to see what lineups come out to see if there's some other value plays at the catcher's position. First base, Goldie versus Lively is a great play at 56. Lively's just not that good. Bellinger at 55 is definitely in play. Um, Will Myers versus Anibal Sanchez. Padres could be sneaky versus Anibal at 4,300. Marvin Gonzalez at 41 versus Gavaglio. I mentioned lefties versus Cole. So Matt Carpenter at 38 has some tremendous value if you're not using Cole. Um, leading off with some power upside. Uh, really nice value there. Alex Avila mentioned him at 38. Josh Bell, lefties versus Lance Lynn at 36. I mentioned yesterday he was in a great spot. He went deep. Um, he's a sneaky player. He's, he's always cheap. Not the most consistent, but always has that power upside if you want to go that route. Uh, you have Albert Pujols versus Price at 36. Mitch Moreland at 36 versus J.C. Ramirez. Don't mind that at all. Uh, Miggy Cabrera versus Lamed at 36. He has dominated right-handed bats, so be careful, but there's upside. Yuli Gurriel. I mentioned how righties have hit Gavaglio better than lefties. Gurriel at 3,500 could be a sneaky GPP play in that one. Uh, C.J. Crone, some power upside versus left-handed pitching. 3,400 versus Price. Lucas Duda went deep last night. 3400 bucks is cheap for some power upside versus Cueto. I'm telling you, Cueto could throw great. He's always had that upside, but he's been getting hit around so hard lately, and he's only been going five or six innings, so you get a lot of Giants bullpen. A Mets stack will be very cheap. Um, it could be a complete dud. I'm not saying go all in like on all your lineups, but if you make three or four or five lineups, 
having a little bit of Mets exposure with some of their power bats can be very good. Uh, Brandon Bell versus DeGrom at 31 if you want to go that route. Tommy Joseph with some power from the right side versus Ray at 3K. Joseph went deep last night. Don't mind that at all. And that's it at your first base position. Let's head over to second base where we'll be led off with Jose Altuve at 5,100 versus Gavaglio. Houston should be chalky and very popular, but they're expensive, so they might not be as high on with all the expensive pitching today. Uh, you got Chris Taylor versus Chadwood at 43, Kinsler at 43, Josh Harrison at 4K. Cano at 39 if you're fading McCullers isn't bad. Paul DeJong, I keep telling you guys, he hit. He went yard again yesterday. It's unbelievable. He's not going to be the highest average guy, but the power and extra base hit ability of him is insane. He's 3,700 versus Cole. And I know he's a right-handed bat versus Cole, but if you're not even stacking the Cardinals, you just want a one-off at a cheaper second baseman because you see how expensive some of these top-tier second basemans are. You have upside. He's homered in back-to-back games. Obviously, he's not going to do that every single game, but there's upside there. LeMahieu versus, Pedro- or versus Kershaw. If you want to make a Kershaw fade, hoping you know hard contact stays up, LeMahieu at 37 is not bad. Uh, yeah, Jose Perella at 36 versus Anibal Sanchez is an interesting play there. Not the worst play in the world. As you go down, it gets tougher and tougher. Maybe Dixon Machado plays, uh, but he's a right-handed bat, so it's not the best play against Lamette either. So your value is kind of lost there. I'm telling you, Greg Garcia, if he gets to start, he's a left-handed bat versus Cole. He's 2,400. Not tremendous upside, but there's some. But, yeah, not a ton too deep at second base. Going over to third base, Jake Lamb, 5,400 at home versus righty. Yep. Uh, I know the D-backs as a whole were a letdown last night, so maybe they blow up again tonight. They'll definitely be chalky against Lively. Justin Turner versus a right-handed pitching in Chatwood's always in play at 43. Arenado, I told you, and you get value at 41 with a bat like Arenado against Kershaw. Um, if you give me one second, I want to check and see something because for some reason – I just want to see what the Rockies have done against Kershaw real quick. I should have pulled this up earlier, but it's loading as we speak, so it won't take more than two more seconds because um, they face him a ton. I know they hit him in Coors more often than not, but how have they done as a whole? Okay, Story's got a small sample. we got Arenado's 13 for 42 lifetime, a 310 average, three doubles, two home runs, not bad. Blackman, Blackman 11 for 42 with a double. Two triples, a homer, 262 average. There's still some extra base upside. LeMahieu, 13 for 46, two doubles, 283 average. Not much for Cargo and nobody else, but LeMahieu, Blackman, and Arenado have had decent success versus Kershaw. If you're thinking about maybe a 1-2-3 punch or something, just to be really contrarian, and they'll be cheap. Um, After Arenado, you're looking at... You know, you got Josh Harrison if you want to go that route. But Jed Jericho versus righty, he's got a lot of power versus right-handed pitching at 3800 bucks. If Cole's off, that's a great play. But he's, like I said, he's been on his last two, but prior to that, he was really bad. So it's pick your poison with Cole. We know the upside's tremendous, but we've seen the blow-up. Uh, you got Castellanos' day-to-day, so probably not. Kyle Seager, 3300 bucks, some cheap upside against McCullers. Um Especially if you, well, Astros pen's not bad either. Mikel Franco went deep last night. Power upside against Ray at 3,100. You can get a cheap Philadelphia stack. kind of the same theory as the Rockies stack. Um, if for some reason they're off, you have upside. And Ray's in that ballpark where the ball flies. So I, I can see it. Corey Spangenberg, a left-handed bat versus Sanchez. Third base outfield eligible at 3K. Nice upside there. Uh, at a cheap price tag with Spangenberg. Don't mind that at all. Really good upside actually at 3K. If you want to save some money, that's not a bad punt play. Shortstop, Carlos Correa, 5,100. Corey Seager swinging a good stick. He's 49, but he's day-to-day. He came up limp on a double yesterday. Keep an eye on that. Xander Bogart's 47 versus Ramirez is a good look. Chris Owings at 47 as well is good. Then we drop down to Gene Segura at 38. Always upside with Gene. Anderson Simmons is only 37 versus David Price. That's not bad at all. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera is back, he's 3300 bucks. That is some value versus Cueto. Uh, as you keep going, you know, Trevor Story, 2800 bucks. He's not playing good baseball, but I can understand it. B. Craw, 2800 bucks. Not the greatest play, but I understand the value upside. But it's just against DeGrom. It's risky. But again, there's not much to really punt at all. 
That's about it. Shortstop's really bleak. Really bleak on the nice leg. Going to the outfield. Bellinger, 55, yes. Springer at 53. If he's doing just fine, yes. There's no day-to-day -day by him, so I didn't think he played last night, but apparently he did. He went one for five, two strikeouts, three points. Not sure exactly how healthy that hand is, but keep him in mind. If he's in the lineup, he's a good play. Mookie Betts at 52. Like me some Peralta at 49. like that a lot versus Lively. Uh, mentioned Chris Owings. Dexter Fowler's day-to-day. -day. If he's in the lineup at 46, it's not bad. Yeah, McCutcheon at 45. J.D. Martinez at 46. Carlos Beltran at 45. Josh Reddick at 45. Gregor Blanco leading off at 44. It's a steep price tag, but it's not bad in that matchup if you're stacking. Justin Upton at 44. Benintendi at 43 I like quite a bit against J.C. Ramirez. Adam Frazier leading off versus Lynn at 42. has got some upside. Mention Blackman's success versus Kershaw. He's 42. Tyler Pham's 41. Swinging it well. JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr., 4K is not bad. Gregory Polanco keeps heating up. Price tag keeps coming up. He's 3900 bucks versus Lance Lynn. Keep him in mind. Cameron Maben, 3900 bucks versus David Price is a really solid solid value play there. Like that a lot. Suspedis, 39. Conforto, 39. Both in play versus Cueto. Really cheap price tag for Conforto. Nelly Cruz at 38. Calhoun at 37. Marisnik at 37. Mentioned righties are hitting Gavaglio very well. There's some upside with Marisnik. The Grandy Man, 37 versus Cueto. He's been swinging it well. Chris Herman's in the lineup. Catcher outfield eligible at 36 versus Lively. not bad. Not bad at all. Descalso, he let off last night. I loved it. He tripled, did well. Second base outfield eligible. He's 3500 bucks for some salary relief. See where he's playing at tonight. Could be a nice little value play again. Howie Kendrick, he was day-to-day, -day, but he pinched it and singled late last night. He's 3,400 versus Ray. Hits lefties extremely well. Hunter Renfro, 3,400 bucks power upside versus Animal Sanchez. Could be sneaky. Aaron Althair versus a lefty at 33. Some power upside there. I know it's Robbie Ray, but you don't have to stack the Phillies either. You could use them as one-offs. It's just power upside plays. Derek Fisher, 32. Some power upside. Brandon Belt at 31. And then it gets bad. I mentioned Spangenberg at 3K is not bad at all. And then it gets really bleak. Really, really bleak. Like, I don't know if we're going to find much to, at all down here. Uh, Cameron Perkins for Philadelphia. He's a young prospect. Got called up. He's been playing. He's a right-handed bat. He's 2600 bucks. He's been hitting usually towards the top of the order, but maybe they'll move him down to try to get his bat right. Right-handed bat versus Ray at 26. Some upside there. If you want to go that route, it's not the best, but there's some but other than that, there's really nothing to like in the outfield position punt-wise. Not much anywhere on the slate punt-wise. So there you go. Your pitchers, your top tier. I got DeGrom 1, Kershaw 2, Ray and McCullers 3 and 4. Middle tier, Chatwood 1, Lynn 2, Cole 3. Your punt is Lamette. When you're looking at your stacks, you're looking at the Red Sox versus J.C. Ramirez, 5-4-6 total. I can definitely understand that. D-backs versus Lively, 5-3-5 total. Lefties, 373. Yeah, Jake Lamb's in a really good spot. Um, as you go down, you have the Astros versus Gavaglio, 479 total. Righty's hitting 368. Love the Astros tonight. They're expensive. Um, as you keep going down, Angels versus Price can be very sneaky. 454 total. Lefty's 320. Righty's 305. Keep them in mind. Cardinals versus Cole. Lefty's 371. Uh, Padres versus Animal Sanchez, 428 total. Lefties, 344. Righties, 393. That can be your sneaky stack of the night. If their bats wake up like they have the ability to do, that could be an extremely sneaky stack, along with, uh, say, the Mariners versus McCullers, if you don't trust that, but or the Phillies versus Ray. Pirates versus Lens, the lefties, but I like Lynn on the mound. So, yeah. I'd say the Padres are the sneakiest of the stacks tonight, and it's pretty chalky on the evening slate because the pitching's so good for once. So there you have it, folks. Seven game early, seven game late. Tons of offense on the early slate, tons of pitching on the late slate. Sorry I went long, but lots to break down on those two slates. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at BDNTrip, with any questions. I'll help you out the best I can as available. Um, we'll see if I have a podcast tomorrow. I might have some time today, but I, no promises. I like to take my day off to just relax. If not, I'll be back for Monday for sure. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. Doc's got your Fight Night 212 UFC Oklahoma City preview out and posted with some picks. Uh, NASCAR DFS from the real uh, Josh G. 
is it slid into my inbox this morning and will be posted later today for the Sonoma race uh, for NASCAR. So get that info. Really good stuff from him. Good to have him aboard. Check out Bench with Bubba, myself, and Jesse, DFS Golf Gogs, recapping US Open, previewing some other golf stuff, talking, you know, the young guns, the old guys, DJ, Day, Spieth, Rory, John Rom, all kinds of stuff, Joe Buck, everything. Check that out. Around the bases uh, with Bubba and Mo, episode 17. Give that a, a listen to, please. But more importantly, good luck on your weekend slate. And uh, if I don't get you guys tomorrow, I'll catch you guys on Monday. But uh, yeah, good luck, and I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.